0: The contents of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to another edition of Health Kick. I'm Tim Borum. Well, parents and education experts often complain that kids have too much screen time, and that's often quite true. But there are also contexts where video games, and I I use the term fairly loosely, uh, can be highly beneficial for cognitive development. I'm referring here to children with poor concentration, owing perhaps to uh, attention deficit disorder, autism spectrum disorder, or perhaps even anxiety or depression. Uh, So uh, enter the uh, ASX-listed Tali Digital, which has devised game-based tools to both measure the extent of the problem, but also train the brain to focus on a task for longer. Now, Tali has been a fairly slow burner uh, since it listed, uh, but it recently got a, a leg up with a U.S. licensing deal, by which a mob called Akili Interactive will sell its products in the States. Now, the deal could be worth more than $50 million in milestones and, and then some more in uh, royalties. So it's uh, certainly nothing to uh, sneeze about. Um, now, I've got uh, I've got with me uh, Tali Chief Executive, Glenn Smith, to tell me more. So uh, welcome, Glenn.
1: G'day, Tim. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Very well, good to uh, good to chat. Um, so, uh, Glenn, how did how did Tali uh, come about in the first place? Uh, uh, particularly with the uh, technology and the, and the IP.
1: Absolutely, Tim. It's a really interesting Australian research and technology story, and that's because the Tali uh, research program has been running for about twenty five years now out of an Australian university. And primarily that research has focused on the development of children in early childhood. So think about kids when they're between the ages of three and eight and really looking at you know how they developed in terms of their brain and their brain health, so their cognitive function, and also the developmental delays that occur when the brain and its health isn't at its optimal level. And one of the core focus areas was attention or what's technically referred to as inattention in children. So that inability of a child to really focus on a task and then obviously participate in a whole raft of activities, just socially, emotionally um, and education wise, as an example. But the core of the research program really is to identify those deficits using technology. So we took that research in those published papers and then we built algorithms over the top of them, so software. And that software did that type of identification automatically. So we built a test and then we built a training program and then we gamified it so that children didn't know they were being tested and trained. And that happened and we delivered out what's now referred to as tarling. Um And we've built upon that since then and have um, founded our next generation programs, uh, which is called Ready Attention Go. But we'll talk a little bit more about that later.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. All right. So um, the uh, that the products in, in, in effect sort of evolved via the uh, university work um, and you uh, I think you backdoor listed uh, into a company uh, in uh, 2016 and um, uh, here we are. Um, so, so describe your two core products, which are uh, Tali Train and, and Tali Detect.
1: Yes. So Tali Detect is a test. So it's a 20-minute gamified test. That measures attention deficits so it gives you that baseline indication from a child about their cognitive function and their attention deficits so you think about it like you would a blood test so you would go and get a blood test and that report a whole lot of quantitative data so from the blood work would go back to your doctor or the pathologist and that would give them An understanding about where the health of your blood was or your body Um, and then they can make decisions from that pathology report uh, about what type of interventions to put in place to improve your blood work as an example. Same principle applies on Tala Detect, you get a report with lots of quantitative data on there and a result and that allows healthcare professionals, teachers and parents to make informed decisions about what to do next for that child. And one of those next tools is our Tali Train program. And so that's a five-week intervention program. It's intensive and it's designed to really focus in on training the brain to improve the underlying core attention of that child. So it's in effect a treatment program, and that's how it's delivered out in healthcare settings, but it's also delivered out in education settings. So that program really delivers out a benefit in terms of building up the child's underlying core attention capabilities. And because it does that, it allows gains in numeracy, it reduces hyperactivity behavior and other type of symptoms related to these attention deficit disorders. But it's really important to identify here that the Tali Train program actually treats the underlying condition. If you benchmark it against other programs or drugs, as an example, they only focus on suppressing the symptoms. But what we've done, designing Tali here, is to actually treat the underlying condition of inattention.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Great. So with the detection angle, um, you you can uh, uh, compare it with a blood test. So I I presume that uh, the uh, the tool is um, I guess quantifying the uh, the level of, of inattention, um, but it can't it can't uh, sort of say oh your your kid has ADHD or or your kid is on the autism spectrum, or or it's just uh, anxiety uh, etc. I, I presume it doesn't quite go that far.
1: No, not on our first generation products. So that's what I um, just described as Tali Detect and Tali Train. But we we have built our next generation products and um, we have a a US partner. But just on the the next generation products, they're built um, to be a diagnostic or diagnostic aid for ADHD to begin with, and then an actual treatment for ADHD. So um, the programs we deliver into the US, um, once they're regulatory cleared, will be aimed squarely at being a diagnostic aid for ADHD. So to to diagnose that particular condition and then treat that underlying condition of ADHD. That's what's really exciting about this technology and, and the way we're structured the platform or the algorithms is that, We can keep building on top of the core algorithms. And we started with identification of inattention and those attention skills. And now we're really focusing in on how do we provide a diagnostic aid or an actual diagnostic for specific conditions like ADHD? And how do we treat specific conditions like ADHD? Uh, And that's the beauty of what these tools are now referred to as actually digital diagnostics and digital therapeutics. So they, they are software that's delivered as medicine, as a as medical treatment.
0: Yeah, well, that would be helpful, wouldn't it? Because often the terms ADHD or attention deficit disorder and um, autism spectrum, they're, they're kind of bandied around, aren't they? And people are sort well, of, uh, p- p- painted with that condition, you know, from, from early on and off, often through their whole a- adult life and uh, that they they're never properly diagnosed.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I think the the ability of you know, healthcare professionals, but other people around children early in life now, such as early childhood educators and just parents in general, to be able to identify core characteristics of a child and, and whether or not they may lead to a diagnosed condition or not, but really More importantly, to help with identification and and early intervention, Um, that's really the key. Identifying these things early, and don't forget, Tim, we're all on the spectrum. It's just about (laughs) the degree of which we are, right? And um in many respects those um with autism spectrum disorder you know it's not it's not actually a a condition that um has a negative connotation what we're dealing with here is you know individuals who uh you know are just going about uh, everyday life who may need just some specific interventions to um, help them with inclusion or, or other type of activities in what we generally referred to as, as a normal existence, but what is you know, more and more increasingly turning into be um, not so much of a normal existence in COVID times. So um, the, the primary objective here is to identify early, intervene early, and that really comes back to uh, this whole core concept of neuroplasticity in the brain.
0: And, and neuroplasticity, well, what, what, what's that? Is that the ability of the, the brain to, uh, to adapt and uh, rewire itself, I guess?
1: yeah you're you're spot on so think about the brain and you know this is a little bit of a crude way to think about it but think about it like a ball of plasticine right it's your brain is very plastic particularly in the early years and that's because you know between the ages of uh, three and five um, your brain actually forms more neural connections and pathways than it will at any other time in its life so the the point is is that that if you provide interventions early you can actually change the neural connections and pathways, um, and you know, for all intensive purposes, if you deliver out a treatment like Tali, what you're doing is you're actually um, setting new foundations in those neural connections. So the density of those neural connections improves, and if you're setting new foundations, obviously that gives the brain a different new foundation on which to build on, and some of those inefficiencies or deficits um, can be, you know, uh, can be removed from the wiring of the brain. So. This is why the whole core cool concept of neuroplasticity is really important. But don't forget, your brain actually is uh, able to change over the course of life. You know, it just so happens that some of that is slowed down as you age. But we also have a research program that is looking at mild cognitive impairment later in life as well. But primarily to begin with, now getting in early, you know, but having interventions and tests that allow identification and change. To occur in that brain because it's so plastic um, actually gives your child a better start to life and that's our core focus at the moment.
0: Great and, and when a kid does a, a, a tali trained test what does that uh, entail?
1: Yeah so they um, are able to have this test on an iPad, tablet, smartphone, uh, any touchscreen device and so what it entails is that in the test they run through six different gamified environments, and they each run for about three and a half minutes each. So it's about a twenty-minute test. And in those gamified environments, there there are tasks, and those tasks relate to things like um, having the ability to focus or selectively choose certain objects on the screen. Or really, the ability to hold back inhibition, right? So they're all gamified, and they're really interesting tasks and intuitive tasks for children in three to three to eight range. So these gamification allow the children to have a fun, engaging experience. But because they're directed at really measuring things like focus, control and inhibition in a child, we can then get quantitative data and also other data from the devices, which shows us the speed and ability of the child to engage with these tests. And also that data provides an underlying baseline reading of the child's attention deficits. So it's really important. You know, you get a child having a non-invasive, fun and engaging experience, which can be done with a healthcare provider or at home or at school but primarily you get a science and evidence-based, clinically-based measurement of that child and you can make really informed decisions from
0: Yeah, okay. And and, and is the test ongoing? How long do they keep doing the test for?
1: Yeah, so that's the beauty of these uh, digital tests is that you can do it at the beginning, so you get a baseline reading of the child. And if the child is at risk, at high risk or medium risk, then what you would do is you would repeat that um, test post delivering some type of intervention so as an example you would do Tali detect if the child is high risk you would do Tali train and then three months after Tali train you would retest that child so you would have the first test measurement you would have the intervention of Tali train and then you would have the next test measurement and you could then benchmark to see the improvements or whether or not there were any in that child but you can then continue to test the child over the course of the next few years. So you can do it every six months or every year and really see what other type of interventions at school or with your healthcare professional um, are actually making a difference to that child. So there is an ability to be repetitive with the test, but primarily for the bulk of children, what we're looking for is that initial test measurement to say they're on track. And that's that's a really good outcome if they're on track because then we can split them away from the children who are at medium high risk and then focus in on those children, which has a lot of efficiencies at the healthcare and education level, and really improves the value and cost of you know delivering interventions to children because we have a quantitative measurement on those who need it most.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, in terms of delivering um, in uh, the uh, global context, um, the uh, Achille, uh deal was uh, obviously quite significant. Um, I presume, like uh, with with most uh, things healthcare, that the uh, the U.S. is the most important market for you.
1: Yeah, so the Achilles deal recently um, is a very big deal for us. They're a private-backed um, business out of the U.S. in this digital therapeutic space. Now, they have really significant investors in their business, you know, pharma companies out of Japan, um, investors out of Korea, Uh, Silicon Valley uh, VCs, they have a big state-owned fund out of Singapore, so really significantly backed and experienced pharma companies assessing technology like Tali to become part of the the Achille product portfolio. Uh, It is significant because there are 6 million children clinically diagnosed with ADHD uh, under the age of 15 in the US, um, and the primary delivery mechanism to um, treat those children at the moment or deliver help to those children are psychostimulants, so drugs. Mm. Um, and there's a there's a massive um, market there for drug therapy. Um, and so, um, but that has, that has a, a twofold effect. It, it's not the optimal way to treat those children because you're really only treating the symptoms, not the underlying condition. But what it does do for companies like us who are emerging and, inserting our new technologies into the market, is that there are already existing physician, payer and insurance networks, because there are so many children with the diagnosis, their insurers are set up to pay for the psychostimulants and also the physician treatment. So we're able to insert our digital tests and digital therapeutics into an established healthcare network, which has insurance rebates, which has physicians who know how to deliver out treatment and which has a parent base and a patient base there, really thirst have a major thirst for new non-invasive treatments so they can get away from just drug delivery. So Achille um, provides that marketing and sales force for us so that we don't have to you know build up our own marketing and sales function in the US and spend $50 million of our capital doing that. We can use their established marketing and field sales force network they're a digital company, so they have digital pharmacy networks. So that's really important because we're a digital test and treatment. So scripts for our products can be written digitally, you know, through telehealth networks, through digital pharmacies and really get to patients quickly. The entire rebate and insurance system is done digitally. So it's all very seamless. So there are a lot of efficiencies in delivering our products like us in the U.S., in the biggest market with the most established healthcare system and the ability for insurers to pay for this. And having a partner like Achille on our side who has validated our technology through this assessment process and all their investors have validated our technology really puts us in a strong position going forward.
0: Okay, okay. And so they pay you milestones, as mentioned, um, uh, along the way. Um, and there are also royalties. Uh, can you just elaborate on the, uh, the, the the revenue model there a bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we are going to optimize our product for the US market. And that's what I spoke about earlier, our, our next generation program, where we target specifically you know, diagnostic aid and, and treatment of ADHD. And that's because Achille um, already deliver out the product in the ADHD market. So the first step is to just optimize our product and the Kili will pay uh, for us to help optimize that product. So there'll be development payments that come in this financial year for Tali uh, and then we'll receive them as revenue. So we'll be able to put them in our quarterly reports. Um, And then we will uh, go back to the FDA um, and get um, hopefully clearance for this next generation product. Both companies are really confident about that. Our current Tali detected Tali trained products already FDA class two cleared in the US. So we have a track record of doing the science and the clinical work and getting regulatory clearance. Achille already has an FDA approved product as well in the ADHD space. So we're getting this next generation product cleared to align with the current label of the Achille products. So it makes it easy to deliver out a seamless experience to the patient. It makes it easy for the insurers and payers to pay for our products under one category, uh, and we increase the margin from the products. So we will get milestone payments on um, FDA clearance, and that first one is a US $2 million payment uh, expected in FY23, which is only 10 months away now. And then we get payments for sales milestones that are hit over the course of the coming uh, months and years. Um, is over in the top of that, we get s- it's a high single-digit royalty every time someone uses a TALI test or a TALI treatment. So that can be quite a significant amount when you consider that children will do our test on multiple occasions and may do our treatment on multiple occasions. So um, there's a, it's a really exciting pathway. It's going to build. Um, quite an annuity model, revenue model for this business, but it will give us significant capital inflow in the coming financial years, um, which will make us a really foundational ecosystem player because our technology will be at the core of how the how products in the US are rolled out and uh, we will continue to put our technology at the core of other licensing and commercial relationships in other geographic regions.
0: And and what's your sort of uh, guesstimate as to uh, what the royalties might be worth? You haven't put a figure on it, which uh, I guess is quite difficult to do.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I think um, if you take, and you're right, it's very hard to put a total figure on it, but if you take the example of 6 million diagnosed children with ADHD in the US um, and you use a high single-digit royalty rate, um, you know, and you only get ten percent of those particular children. You're talking about you know a really significant income stream there, particularly when um, you know the average um, payment rate for the products will be somewhere between seven hundred and fifty and and twelve hundred dollars. So um, you know the revenue really starts to add up every time a child does our test or treatment.
0: Yeah. Now, who pays that? By the way, who is the actual end customer?
1: Yeah. So, um, is, is, that,
0: is that the parents or the uh, clinicians?
1: Yeah. So it, it would be the the parents. Um, yes. Or, yes. So, there. If you have insurance coverage in the US, then um, there will be insurance coverage for these particular products. Not for everyone, but for the majority of them. And we'll have to continue to build out that insurance network so agreements with insurers. And that's Achilles' role as we go forward. But. If you um, are out of pot if you can't have insurance then you will pay out of pocket interestingly enough um, you know there are a majority of people um, who don't have insurance um, at the moment paying out of product uh, out, of, out of pocket for products such as Achilles products in the US and that's and you can see that Um, through the the reimbursement system in the US and the data coming out. So there's a high propensity to pay here for these type of digital therapeutics and tests. Um, So it's it's very encouraging going forward for how we roll out. I think principally, though, Tim, um, it's really important that there is established insurance coverage for what we're putting out into market and we'll continue to build on that because that will be the primary mechanism by which our products will grow and expand in the market.
0: Okay. Terrific. Um, okay. And just, uh, and, and just in summary, just to wrap up, uh, what are the key events uh, which investors should look out for in, in coming months?
1: Yeah, I think we have hit a real inflection point recently with the Achille um, agreement. Because what that does is it allows us to now execute other licensing and commercial agreements globally. It sort of acts as a domino effect for us because we've had a significant due diligence process on our technology and company uh, with a US-based energy who's well-supported globally through an investor network. So they've done their DD as well. So we can go into other markets such as Korea, Japan, Canada, the UK, sophisticated healthcare network and execute other licensing agreements. So I think investors and, and just general stakeholders around the company should really look for that in the coming one to two quarters. But I think also it's really important to note that we have a, a non-medical division of our company um, where we have partnerships with groups like the Times Group in India, India's largest media conglomerate, where we roll out our initial Tali Detect and Tali Train products direct to consumers of the education networks in India because their healthcare networks and their digital healthcare networks aren't yet established. So until we do that, we're going to continue to expand our rollout of our products in non-medical areas. Uh, and that will allow us to build up our brand awareness of recognition, and initial revenues in those markets, which are high value markets. If you look at the education market in India, it's very sophisticated, well-funded. And so that's a high value target for our Tali products. So we'll continue, and, and there are a lot like. of
0: kids, there's a hell of a lot of kids. <laughs>
1: well, I keep I keep referencing that um, even on a bad day or a worst case business scenario of what we can achieve in India, that's a really good revenue and return to investor outcome for for our business. So, I think um, there are there's a lot of upside to really being persistent and really forming long-term relationships with good partners in India and really entrenching your brand there because it, it can be a multi-decade high-growth um, area for us and I think both on a non-medical side and when the, the healthcare system catches up on the healthcare system side for us. So I'm really bullish on, on what we can do in India and I think um, you know stakeholders around the company should really view that through a positive lens over the medium to long-term because if you set yourself up in india with the right partners and set yourself up for success the number of children is astronomical and even getting a small percentage of those children to use your products is an astronomical return on investment to investors
0: yeah okay look, look, look great uh, glenn it, it sounds like you've got your your work cut out just uh with the uh indian and uh us markets uh, uh alone so so let, let alone uh so, say china and uh we haven't uh we didn't get the chance to discuss um, uh, Alzheimer's and um, uh, dementia in the older market, which uh, hopefully we can do next time. But uh, Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thanks, Tim. It's a, yeah. Yeah, this business is a lot of fun and uh, it's a lot of hard work, but it's um, great to deliver net benefits to children and people with these conditions.
0: Exactly. Well, um, uh, great to chat and good luck with the rollout.
1: Thanks, Tim.